0: morning wherever you're at in this world this is another episode of investing in america uh our focus is on how people can invest in u.s real estate specifically how foreigners can invest in u.s real estate however we're in a covid 19 area so we're making some changes here uh we're not only we're going to keep up with the times we're looking at staying ahead of the times um and it's not just investing but it's also the mindset um the state story and um Strategy of the investor and of the individual. I happen to have here a special guest, as all my guests are very special. I have Bill Baker. He is one of Tony Robbins. Yes, you heard it. Tony Robbins' top coaches. Um, he is presently ranked as uh, Tony Robbins has approximately about 120 coaches. Uh, Bill is ranked in the top 10 percent of all of Tony Robbins' coaches. Um, so, without any further ado, I introduce to you, Bill. Bill Baker. Bill. Good afternoon. Good morning, rather. Hello, Nelson. Okay. Bill, could you give us, uh, a, so people, so folks can understand a bit about your background, can you tell us a bit about, about yourself, please? And, and how did you get started in coaching uh, and so forth?
1: Sure. And, and I'll give you what I refer to as the uh, cliff note version of, of that background. The, uh, okay. I, I, I earned my doctorate in education some years back that was in Applied Behavioral Studies, which is a cross between educationals and educational psychology and counseling psychology. I describe Applied Behavioral Studies as the way people um, think and behave, how we know what to do. And so it really fits in with our our topic today. Um, I, I had worked as both a a professor in universities as well as in the private sector in training and development. My business partner and I were working with uh, delivering outdoor experiences to help improve Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. team building, things of that sort. We got hired by Tony and his organization back in the mid eighties to bring a, a new dimension to his work And for about 15, 16 years, I guess it was, we delivered an outdoor experience to Tony's big programs. And as my contribution to that, I got to really learn Tony's technologies and tools and how he delivered and how he served people and changing their their state, their mindset, and be able to create much greater results. So somewhere around um, 16, 17 years ago, the coaching division of Tony's organization was going through some massive growth and asked me mm-hmm. to join them. And I, I brought my knowledge and tools to his work in the coaching area to serve folks. And, and that's how I got to where I am right now.
0: Okay. Well, Bill, thank you. That, that's, that's quite a journey. Um, along that journey, it's something I failed to mention. Um, you are a master trainer and a Platinum Partner Coach, what specifically does that mean to be a, a I call a Master Trainer, it's a military term, Master Coach and Platinum Partner, what exactly does that mean?
1: In, in our organization, we have multiple levels of coaching that we provide and it's based on the experience and the knowledge of the coach. Um, as a Master Coach or a Platinum Partner Coach, I get uh, the opportunity to work with some of Tony's premier clients. In many cases, Platinum Partners are um, folks who have joined an annual membership. It's it's very elite, if you will. Uh, Most of them, as well as the master coaches, master clients, are um, business owners or executives of, of businesses who are looking to gain that extra edge in the performance of their role within their businesses. So I, I, I hope that gave you a, a better idea of what that master coach and platinum partner coach is about. I also, in in, in our organization, we deliver what we refer to as business results training, which is a, a series of modules to Be presented to an organization to help bring the entire organization up to a higher level of performance. So that's also what I have the opportunity to do with the master coach master um, business results training.
0: Okay. All right. Well, Bill, thank thank you for that. Thank you for that clarification. All right. You mentioned the word results. And to me, uh, now that we're living in this COVID-19 area, we have a lot of uncertainty taking place. Um, And a big thing um, that is talked about, actually no one is talking about, so so I want to bring it up, is the concept, the idea, a bit of mindset and the importance of mindset. Um, Can you talk about how we can develop a strong mindset to deal with this Um, and and that's a term that I use mindset
1: sure Um, in a coaching environment and in where I work and and I suspect maybe even in, in what you're hearing from people who listen in on your podcast people are interested especially in times like today, they're interested in strategies. What am I supposed to do? How do I lead? Things of that sort. But it's questions that generally get brought to us from a doing standpoint. And our philosophy within Robin's coaching and and Tony's model is based on, yeah, knowing your strategy is valuable, but before you really get involved in strategy, there's two elements that precede strategy that are really critical to be able to have an effective strategy. And that is your emotional state and Mm -hmm. your story or the meaning you're giving to things. If we have a strong, resourceful, vibrant state that delivers a valuable story that serves us in an optimistic way, then whatever strategy we create and execute is going to have a much more effective, a much higher probability of success. So while people come to us with an expectation of getting to what do I do strategy, our emphasis, let's make sure that you have a strong state which you refer to as a mindset, let's make sure there Mm -hmm. is a resourceful story that we're telling ourselves. So whatever strategy gets implemented has the highest level of success. So Mm -hmm. state or mindset, as you made the reference to, is the emotional place where I live. How do I go about uh, on a regular daily basis in a time of crisis like we have today in, in some minds, how do we go about being in the most emotionally strong, confident, certain place to be able to lead our organization, to be able to use our tools, to be able to get the best results we want. So in, in our world, in my world, it's let's make sure that we always start with state first making sure that that mindset is one that serves us in a positive way.
0: Mm-hmm. So that would be, I guess some folks could say the state of mind.
1: Absolutely. State of mind, because your emotional state. Where, where do you live in that reference? Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. And And in talking about the emotional state, state of mind. So what you're saying is this is something that I have internal control over, not external. It's, Internally, not I'm going to be guided externally.
1: If I understand your question, absolutely. it's Each of us have control over our emotions. Now, we are sometimes influenced by outside considerations like what we've got going on right now. And yet, when we look at what, pardon me, Who's in control of my emotional state? It's me and me alone.
2: Mm-hmm. How do I respond?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, mm-hmm. I, I, we we use a tool. If 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 you'd like to to move to that, uh, a tool called sure. the triad as a way for me to make sure that I am in control of my emotions at any given time, and that triad is. I, I like to refer to it as a recipe like you might use in the kitchen and this recipe mm-hmm. specifically has three classes of ingredients and how we mm-hmm. combine those ingredients each and every time are uh, associated are connected to a certain emotional state. May I
0: mm-hmm. use mm-hmm. an example? Yeah, go go for it.
1: So if, if we think of someone who's, um, depressed. Let's use that
0: example. The emotional state of depression. That's an excellent example. A excellent example because people, I'm constantly hearing about this is making me depressed. I'm depressed. I'm talking to a psychologist for 10 years. I'm depressed and the psychologist is driving around an an Aston Martin uh, because he's got all these (laughs) depressed clients, right? All right. So, if
1: if we look at the triad, those three classes of ingredients that make up the Mm -hmm. emotion of of depression, we can pretty much predict what they are. The three classes of ingredients, Nelson, are your physiology, what you do with your body, how you move, all of the elements about our body. Second ingredient is our language, both what we say, the content, as well as how we say it, the means of communication, the volume, the tonality, the pitch, all of those different elements that make up our language. And the third class of ingredients is focus, where our mind immediately goes to, what we attend to in our mind. So if we use the example of the depressed person and look Uh at those uh three classes, physiology, language, and focus, You and your Mm -hmm. listeners immediately could recognize a depressed person. What is their physiology like? Their shoulders are slooped. the head's pointed down. They they rarely make eye contact. Physiologically, that describes that element, that class of the triad. From a language standpoint, what is the, the content? What are the words that person's using? And it usually has something to do with being a victim. Why does this always happen to me? Stuff of that sort. The tonalities are flat. the affect in that in that statement is flat. where their focus goes is one of as I said before, one of being a victim it it's we recognize that we could pick them out on a street. We know this is the triad associated with depression just as we know when there's that vibrant, energetic, optimistic member of your team, we can spot their triad, their physiology is straight, their, their, their posture is erect, they're, they're moving in, in, either fast or at least determined movements. Their language is filled with all kinds of variety and the tonality and their language has to do with positive statements. And their focus is usually of an optimistic future or what I like to refer to as the brightness of the future. What's great about this? What can we learn from this? How can we adjust in the future and be better as a result of that? That would be a great example of a triad of that optimistic, positive person on your team. So if each triad combination of these different classes of ingredients get associated with different emotional states, the question I then would ask you or your listener in this time or any time, what emotional state would serve you, would serve your team, would be a productive element in terms of you moving forward in in your strategy? What's the emotional state that serves you? What's the combination of those three classes? What's that physiology of that emotional state? How do you stand? How do you walk? How do you move? What do you say? What's the language you use? Where's your focus in that emotional state that serves you and condition it practice it use it not just when you need it but practice it when you're in the shower every morning practice it Mm -hmm. as a way to be able to call it out and bring it forth when it's needed rather than waiting until that moment to stumble or fumble and figure it out practice it condition it have it ready to use at a moment's notice
0: so Bill, and thank you very much for that, uh, for that great, those great examples. So what you're saying is in the triad, these emotional states, state, story, um, and physiology, um, is that this is like going to the gym uh, or, better yet, uh, part of your fitness routine as in daily hygiene, right? Well,
1: y- as, yes. <clears throat> let, let me, let me uh, clarify. The, the triad, rather than state, story, strategy. The triad is all about state. And so it's the Uh physiology, Uh the language, and the focus. And yes, when we practice those, just like we might do reps at the gym, when we practice those, that triad, that emotional state that we're wanting to call out in times of challenge or in times of of need become more Uh readily accessible to us, just like building muscles in the gym. When you work out and when you develop those muscles, when they're needed, they're there to be called on. Just yeah. like
0: that. And, and, and the gym, by the way, uh, folks, does not have to actually be going to a gym. Your gym could be your living room. Um, and the talk, the language, is also our self-talk. Oh, it's yes. what we're saying to ourselves. It's not just external verbal. It's our actual, hey, to be cognizant of the thoughts that are going through our minds, correct? That is a great
1: distinction, yes. The language not only includes what you're saying or asking of other people, but it's also that mm-hmm. internal dialogue. It's what you're saying and even asking yourself in that moment. If, if the questions that you're asking are questions of doubt, you know, when am I going to catch this virus? What happens if it happens, what happens to me and my family if I catch, if those are the questions you're asked. Well, here try try this on, Nelson. When you Mm -hmm. ask yourself a question, what does your mind begin to do? Get a bunch of answers. (laughs) Yeah. Asking questions. Remember the three elements, language and focus are directly connected. When I ask lousy questions, my focus goes to a really poor pitiful me place. When I ask resourceful questions, whether it's of myself or of others, it encourages a focus of some positives, that brightness of the future I was speaking of. So yes, it doesn't matter whether the language is internal or external. It will direct our focus. It will create a stronger sense of state associated with that triad.
0: Mm -hmm. And and going back to the the depression part, so if I'm feeling bad because everything that's happening and what's happening is, is, is I guess you could call it bad depending on how you want to frame it. But if I can ask myself a resourceful question, Um, such as um, my goodness everything is so bad what if something happens to me Uh, I can ask myself a a question to reframe it or modify it Uh, what can I who do I need to be I need to be resourceful yeah Um, I can move around some um, and that comes I I can get a better strategy so for example I can uh, become more fit I can quit smoking i can i can do a series of actions um i can be a better role model for my kids for my family because it's not just team as in work the family unit is a team uh and even if we're by ourselves and we're single we are the leader of our own unit so it it works across the board correct
1: great examples and and you know to that extent i was um Having a virtual happy hour with a good friend of mine this, this last weekend. And we were talking. Don't, don't, about don't give whole, yourself
0: a DUI, okay? No, uh, no, no. Don't, no, don't, don't give no. yourself we, a DUI. We were all at home.
1: We were all at home. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about this whole coronavirus, COVID 19 business. And my friend made the statement her view of this time is it's like we've been given a gift of time. We're not. Mm -hmm. Our our work situations have changed. We're not traveling and commuting to and from work. We've been given a gift of time. And and Nelson, just think of how that shifts what we're thinking and our whole focus. It's a gift of time as opposed Mm to, Mm -hmm. you know, we're stuck at home. You know, it, it's a whole different way of thinking and a whole different emotion that comes up for us. Another example, if, if I may, one of the favorite questions I'm asking my clients, especially those who are executives or owners of business, is right now, in what ways does your, ben, does your business benefit from this time of, 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 of quietness, Due to the coronavirus, in what ways will you look back at this period of time and say "This may have been the best thing that could have helped happened to my business And I've got clients uh-huh. who are using the time as a way of reorganizing the 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 processes their office is using them all different kind uh, another client who's looking at using digital resources like the internet as a way of em, em, emphasizing, increasing their business um, visibility it, all different ways that they never would have done without this COVID-19 interruption in their business. It, it's like, in what ways is it serving you? Whole different focus mm-hmm. that it mm-hmm. creates. So that triad is so valuable to, to help lead us to be able to be more successful.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... And, and, and going along with that, because this is great. Um, I mean, I was talking to one of my investors and he was saying, Nelson, this is going to be one of these where everyone pays, everyone pays. Uh, and he was talking about extremely wealthy to not so wealthy people um, about the mindset. So and, and, and going along here, since now we're going into the area of uncertainty, how can we use this in this? Era now where there's a lot of uncertainty in the future I have to admit for myself uh, investing I'm like holy smokes are people gonna go back to colleges to universities to student housing Um, what's gonna happen are the rents gonna be paid so how can I use this to work on my state to work on my story in this era of uncertainty and also for folks just regular family folks Excellent question. It's it's great to have
1: the knowledge that, you know, as I said earlier, it's about conditioning this resourceful state, but how do we go about conditioning it? You know,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: my question is, is like, what do you do every morning while you're in the shower? What if you use that time to practice, if you will, that emotional state, that triad that you want? What if you have an mm-hmm. incantation, which is nothing more than something like an affirmation or a declaration, if we use other terms that, that mean something similar? How can we use an incantation to support that state? Um, I, I've had an incantation that mm-hmm. I've used um, for about the last 10 years um, huh. to help me prepare to be the coach I need to be, and as I walk into my office, that incantation is is posted right. Here. I'm, I'm looking, and as I look at the video, it's pointing the wrong, the other direction. But right on the wall, right next to me, and every time I sit down in my chair and get ready to be the coach that I need to be, I see this incantation, and and it reminds me. This is who I need to be. And it gets me, it, my posture changes, it, it my, my body oh, my. changes, my language changes, my focus changes. How do we use those things like an incantation in our morning preparation? What do you do every morning? What do you do to get ready? What's your ritual, your morning ritual? to get yourself ready. If it's reading the paper or watching the news and seeing all of the the the, the discouraging events that are going on and the rapid rise of, of cases and all of this, how is that serving you to be in the emotional state you need, to have a story, to have the successful strategy you need? Most likely, not so well.
2: Uh-huh, if uh-huh.
1: we have, you know... Um, uh, rituals or morning routines that get us into a more positive place Um, five days a week I go out and I do a three to five mile run and it's you know something we can do even in this time when we're uh, uh, safe at home we can get out and we can exercise whether it's that or watching a a video on on television or YouTube, to be able to get us into a more powerful, resourceful physiology, using something like incantations, affirmations, declarations, prayer, all of those as a way to, to use our language to get us into a more positive emotional state, to make sure that our focus is in a place of service, and positive optimism, and
2: mm-hmm, problem mm-hmm.
1: solving, as opposed to what I like to refer to as our Eeyore state. You know the character from the Disney. You know, woe is uh-huh. me, and, and all of that. It's easy if that's where our attention goes. But we'll watch by watching the news or reading newspapers or you know, internet news stories. I saw something this morning for the first time. It it, it was. Um, one of the characters, and I never watched the show, so I'm not really up on it, but one of the characters from the, the old Office TV series, uh, the, uh-huh, the comedy uh-huh. of Steve Carroll and, and others, and it was a good news network, and, and it was all about sharing good news that has happened over the course of the day, something that shifted my focus into a positive place, ready to count on this interview with you and, and to be able to serve What you're doing in that morning ritual, whatever yours is, to get you ready to have a resourceful, positive mindset, to be of service, to be in a planning stage of how does my business come out of this? How do I look at my investments and look at them from a standpoint of this isn't going to last forever? How can I prepare to be able to come out of this on the upside when all of this is over? Commercial real estate is going to be an entirely different ballgame when this Mm COVID-19 business is over. How do you position Mm -hmm. yourself now using this gift of time as a way to plan for that future and anticipate Mm -hmm. what are the ways you can use it? That's a way to use this gift of time to have positive, powerful morning rituals, to use your day, to get you in a place of, of being prepared for your day, to be of the best resource and best service, not only now, but in the future. Condition it, practice it, mm-hmm. do it daily. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so that, yeah, and that, that's a definite thing because we need to do it uh, in the morning and in the evening so that we can wake up ready for the next day. Absolutely. Um, and, and since we're, we're kind of wrapping things up here, Bill, can you share a, a success habit or something that you do uh, now, specifically now in this COVID-19, uh, era, um, something that's helping you keep your, your triad, your emotional state strong, uh, which keeps your story strong, which keeps your new ongoing strategies strong.
1: Well, absolutely. Like I said, I, I, for me running, getting outside and running, I, I live r- right next to the Rocky Mountains here in Colorado and I have the privilege of being able to run with the foothills directly <clears throat> in front of me and the, and the uh, uh, range of mountains directly above the foothills and it's so inspirational to get out and run and to be able to get the fresh air and to, to exercise and, and fill my lungs is so valuable. In addition to running, while I run, I have a series of incantations that I say to myself that are all about being of service. How can I be in the best place of mind how to to deliver the best service, the tools, the resources that my clients need to be able to get exactly what they need when they need it in a way that will change their life now and forever. To have a certain set of, of incantations that I use while I'm running. I also have a morning ritual of a quiet time listening to some relaxing music as I go through some meditative like processes to get my my self grounded in a place of of here and now as opposed to thinking of what's what's happening around me and how is that affecting me? I I instead choose Uh Uh to use that morning time meditatively to go inside and to build that, that conditioned response of being in a resourceful strategy. For me, that begins while I'm taking a shower, while I'm brushing my teeth, while I'm preparing, while I'm on my run, all of those things add to my morning routine. So, I ask your listeners, if you don't already have a morning routine that serves you to be prepared, to get you in the proper, conditioned, resourceful place to to, to serve whoever your community is that you're serving, what better time than now to create that morning ritual? That's mine. I run, I have incantations, I use meditation. So I exercise. I focus. I I do all of those that serve
0: me in my morning rituals. And so so Bill, what you're saying, and you said something key right there, a conditioned response. So you are conditioning because you don't have any control. We don't have a control. I don't have a control over our external. But you are training yourself to that when adversity happens, this is your go to condition. Um, We all might have a huh, you know, right the initial but then we immediately go back to that conditioned response. um, There, correct? And
1: and Nelson, it goes back to your first statement in, in, in this conversation we've had. And it's like, who's in control of my emotions? When I condition. When I know this is the emotional state I choose to be in, I wish to be in, and I condition that emotional state through the use of a triad, through my exercise, through my incantations, through my meditation and practice, when I condition it that emotional state is available to me on, on demand when I need it. When I get a challenging piece of news from a client, when I see something or hear something outside of me that otherwise could really derail me into going into that eor state, state of depression or despair. Instead, it's like, wait a minute, that outside influ that outside, those outside conditions don't control me I control my emotions only as a result of having it conditioned and ready to be able to respond immediately. That's the value of having it conditioned and ready. It's available to you when you need it.
0: Yeah. And, and that allows us to make better decisions. Uh, that allows us to uh, take advantage of potential opportunities. That allows us to be able to be more resourceful um, and access more resourcefulness. So, um, well, Bill, I, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Um, how, we're, we're, we're coming up to our, our time limit here. Um, how can people reach you? How can people um, reach Bill Baker?
1: That great question. Um, my email address is probably the best way for folks to reach me. And it's real simple, Bill.baker bill.baker at tony Robbins.com. I'll repeat it bill.baker at tony Robbins.com. you send me an email I'll respond um, if you have questions if there's specific things that you're needing send me a send me an email and let me let me serve you okay
0: Okay, and I'll also put the, Some folks might be driving or flying, or uh, many people to write this down. So I will also put it uh, when we um, when we upload everything to Spotify. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, here, Bill Baker, one of Tony Robbins' top coaches and top 10% of all of Tony Robbins' coaches. And um, please subscribe and follow us uh, on Spotify and iTunes. Um, so, um, good luck out there, and remember, it's all state story and strategy. Thank you very much, and Bill, thank you very much.
1: You're very welcome. Pleased to be here. Thanks,
2: Nelson.
0: Same here.